CJ Krause with me as always my good friend Tyler Carp. How are we doing Tyler? Honestly, I'm doing great. I just ordered a new mic. Just ordered a new podcast mic. Um getting an upgrade. Getting an upgrade and an upgraded Yeti. So I'm I'm actually excited for that. It's going to come tomorrow and uh that'll that'll be something exciting. So it's finally it was time for an upgrade. A day late, it seems like, but we'll yes, get that recording. That's true. A day late. <laughs> but it'll be okay. By the time this is dropped, you'll hear it. By next week, you'll, Tyler, we sound extra crisp. Even better. Yeah. yeah, which is hard to do for you, buddy. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good as well. Just trying to get through the week. You know how it is. With there's been much news. It's like I'm clamoring for something that's going on. At least Scott Fish has been kind of fun. Um, as we were talking about before the show, I actually have two kickers. Which I didn't expect Ooh. to have on my team. I got um, Young Way Q and I got Greg Zerline in like the teens, which is like the only time I consider him. I think I was like 14th and 16th or something like that. So not bad. Like, I'll take that. I haven't seen like them go super high in there. Kickers are a topic of discussion for this. Oh yeah, I, you know. What what <laughs> what was your favorite pick if you had to pick one? Oh, when Najee Harris fell back to me. What what pick was that? That was the two twelve. 212 Najee Harris. And then I would have to say Gibson's my second favorite pick Gibson. at the 312. I was oh, like, oh, this is just what I needed. We share Gibson. I have Gibson, I have Gibson at the 310. So 312 would have been even better. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would say Michael Thomas at the 510 is probably my favorite. He was so gone. He was on the third. Yeah. He was, he was like yeah. gone. Mike, Michael I know Thomas, you told me that when it happened. You're, you were a little bit ahead of me for a while. Yeah, I was, my draft was ahead of yours for, at the beginning. We got yeah, de- five rounds done day one. Yeah, we were. We got, we got. I didn't get to my second pick day one. We were talking yeah. on this pod last yeah. week, and and like I was still in uh, purgatory, hoping that um, Najee was going to come back to me. So I was super excited about that. But did you get any bad um, bad snipes that happened so far in your draft? A few, actually. Uh, the the player right before me uh, has sniped me a couple of times on the like back going into the turn uh, at the eleven oh nine. He took Lavisca Chenault which is obviously a massive value, and I had to settle for Pittman instead. That's not bad, though, in a half PPR. I'm fine with that. And then uh, he sniped me one other time that I remember he took a player I was considering. Ah, in the 19th round, he took Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson, who I was considering as a flyer. Uh, so I had to settle for Daryl Williams instead. So not not a big deal, but he, uh, he sniped me those two times. Um, not too many other snipes, actually, though. I um, wasn't too concerned about any of these other picks. Yeah, I'm not seeing any other snipes other than that. I got one big heartbreak snipe, and I was, like, staring down. Um, I had, like, five players queued up, and all five of them went in a row right Ouch. before I was picked up. And um, I settled for Mark Cooper. Like, I'm cool with that. as my wide receiver, too. So I haven't paired with, like, Hopkins, and I got Galladay later on in Cup as well. Those are my four wide receivers oh, right I now. I love it. So like that's a solid core, but I um I wanted Terry McLaurin so bad. He went at the uh, the right before me, one pick. I'm like, come on. So I settled for Amari. Well, I mean, I could have had Terry McLaurin at five ten, but Michael Thomas was there instead. 
Oh, this is the, it went at the 511. Terry went at the 511. Same the exact place in mine. He went at the 511. Yeah. So it hurt. But besides that, I mean, I'm pretty happy with my team. I, I went the um, the shotgun approach when it comes to tight ends. I've got Ertz Smith, Cole Komet, Zach Ertz, just because I didn't get any of the elites. They went way too early. I so. I have Kelsey. Yeah, you started off with Kelsey, yeah. I actually have Hunter Henry and Austin Hooper also. Though, again, everyone went tight end early. So that's why I got, like, really good wide receiver value. Because yeah, everyone just more, like, where they went. Like, Hunter Henry was tight end 21. That's insane. Austin Hooper tight end 25. I went Komet over Hooper, but yeah, that's... But, like... Hooper won one pick after Komet. Hayden so. Hurst, Dalton Schultz... Higby was so high in my draft. Is Higby, Higby behind your was draft? very high in mine too? Yeah, I don't get that hype, but Higby was at the nine oh one. Yeah, that's that's around, I think ours was like ten oh four or something like that. Yeah. OJ Howard, Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz all went before Austin Hooper, and I'm like, why? We oh, still have Dalton Schultz and OJ on the board right now in my draft, and we're in the yeah. round sixteen. Schultz and Jarwin went five picks apart. I kind of like that. I like that people are seeing that those two don't have much separation, but I, they both went too early for yeah, me. I agree. I got some decent value on like my third quarterback being Jared Goff, which isn't like the sexiest thing, but as a third quarterback, very safe. In like yeah. the 13th round. He's I'll not safe that. though. He's, He's safe not enough. Safe. Not in the SMV scoring though. He did good last year, actually. Yeah, he but that a... was last year. That was when he had McVeigh whispering into his ear. We'll talk about golf today. We're doing the North today. We do. I'm not excited about it, but I think he can throw yeah. it for not negatives as when I need to start him on a bye week. I was That's happy, it. though. I was able to wait till the 15th round and grab Teddy Bridgewater as my QB3, and then in the 17th, Jimmy Garoppolo as QB4. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo I got, I think, 50 picks after his ADP. So he's, he's still on the board in the 16th of mine. So if him or yeah. Teddy B comes back to me in the 17th, I'm going to snag him. So that's his ADP was mid 13th though. I, I believe I'm just letting you know, I mean, they're still yeah. on the board in mine as well, but I think everyone's kind of like against quarterbacks right now. Every so, draft uh, is different. Yeah. There's, there's one person who only drafted uh, Daniel Jones and Trey Lance and has nobody else. That is a terrifying man. That, that would be, that would scare me. If I don't think I could. I could had, yeah. Oh, that man. Would scare me. Everyone else drafted multiple options, or everyone else, I think, is at least like okay yeah. at quarterback. But that one team is that's there's another one that has Rodgers, Fitzpatrick, and Goff. That that could be a little bit of a that could be some that could be up and down be weeks. Those three, yeah, Rodgers doesn't show up. But yeah, that's that's a good summary of Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, let's uh like I said we have the AFC NFC North today, so let's get divisional. We're gonna learn the basics of division. All right, so we're starting with the AFC North. We're gonna start with the Cleveland Brown at quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Once the darling of the Dynasty fantasy football industry for just a few years ago, now mid-range qb2 what's your mid-range qb2 what is your opinion on donald right now you mean mayfield i mean mayfield yeah sorry yeah um <laughs> they're the same player they're, not, they're, not. they're not mayfield is a much better player but i don't, I don't know, know man. i mean baker is boring boring baker there ah ah we have a new nickname just made up boring baker he is what he is i mean he not very high volume. 
provides a little bit of accuracy, better real life quarterback than he is for us in fantasy doesn't run the ball. I mean, it's like a worse version of Kirk cousins, right? I mean, the passing volume's not there, no rushing volume at all. Uh, I mean, the only thing he really has going for him is in a super flex. He's young and I, I think he's good for the Browns. I expect them to extend him beyond the fifth year option. So I think you have this year, you have next year on the guaranteed fifth year option at this point, And then you probably have a third year. Two, three years of Baker, but it's three years of of meh. That's, that's what I mean. He's a mid range QB two. He's gonna be fine. Is, yeah, that's it's nothing like to write home about. But those players are good to have, especially if your QB one is solid. Super flex, yeah, super flex. Yeah, in the super in a one QB league, I don't really consider Baker as an option. I'd rather just have no, like, the upside somewhere else. Nice. Yeah, because he's young and good, but like in super flex, I'm telling you, on one QB, I really don't care too much because I can always like make shift a quarterback somehow. In Superflex, he's like the last guy I feel like I'd be comfortable with really as my QB2. Because like after that, you come to like Jalen Hurts and Tua, and I'm not comfortable. That's, not yeah, comfortable that's a scary, that's a scary zone to be in. If I have Baker as my QB2 in a Superflex, I'm completely okay with that. No no issue. He's just like a safety blanket. He's like, okay, yeah. this, is, this is fine. This is, this is okay. I expect 2023 week one, he'll be lining up as a starter. Oh, I agree. I think I think he's good for the team. And he's like good enough as a starting quarterback. He just, when he had his rookie year, he was just like so overblown. And then he has all the commercials, obviously. Yeah, we made a mistake. Yeah, Half but I mean, he's, he's still good. He's a good NFL quarterback. Like that's all we can really yes, say. He is. Um, he's, yeah, he's the last quarterback that I'm willing to say that about. Coming up next, we have the running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. No one else matters after that. That's correct. Um, what do you think the backfield's going to be this year? I mean, we saw when Shove got hurt, Hunt became a good, solid RB finish in the top 12. But what do you think when they're both healthy? What can they really be? Especially Shub, the dynasty. Shove is a mid-RB1 in on the field. But, you know, in terms of contract, I mean, we've talked about Hunt's contract before. They can get out of it after 2022. But, you know, it kind of is a little bit, if Hunt plays well, they're going to keep him. If Hunt plays badly, they're probably going to re- replace him. So I don't know if we want them to replace him. So uh, I don't know. With Nick Chubb, he's overpriced. He's always been overpriced. He's a first-rounder in uh, DLF's 1QB ADP. I, he's ahead of, of Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson. I'm just not in. I'm not in. I'm totally out at Nick Chubb at his price. He's, he's impossible to move too, because like you're matter impossible. what you're, yeah. You, I have him on a couple of teams. I'm just like I would love to try to trade like for a Najee plus a little bit, but at the same time, I don't disagree when someone tells me they value Najee more. I'm like you're probably right. Najee's worth more. I agree, but like there's like, I mean, if you go on like all like the stupid calculators and things like that, you can see that Chubb is so overhyped and overblown that I I gotta find this person that believes. But he's not bad to keep. I don't I'm not like upset having him. I just want to get out of from yeah. the bottom drops out. I think with Chubb, what we're talking about is we wouldn't put ourselves in Chubb from the startup. We would not put ourselves in that No, situation. I wouldn't be drafting. I might be picking other Don't put yourself over. in that situation. Unless it's, like obscene, unless it's obscene value. Because I've seen, I, I got him in the fourth round of a, of a super flex startup. Obscene value, like late fourth. Right, but that's but like, what it has to be. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was, I, he had to be there. I was not taking him before that. Right. I passed so on like, him three times. You can't trade him, so, and he gives you too much production. So once you draft him, he's probably on your team forever. You so out, yeah. you're immediately becoming a contender, and you're immediately going for it if you yeah. take Chubb. 
so it seems you're talking about you don't want to be having like a trey lance on that team no no you don't want to have a trey lance on that team you want to have uh russell wilson on that team yeah so you're you're trying to put yourself in that win now spot make some money and then go for a rebuild in a year or two that's kind of yeah. like the goal of that one hunt is just hunt is interesting i mean i i unlike the the teams where the drafts were like everyone was rb early i don't mind hunt being my second but i love him being my third it's kind of like where i want to have him yeah i I think hunt also is a little bit of a format thing if you are required to start two running backs i'm more likely to bother if you're only required to start one or it's an ultra flex league where you're not required to start any i'm probably just not bothering yeah ultra, like an ultra flex or a one rb i would totally agree. i would totally go wide receiver right. heavy and just like have the but if you're required the, most of my leagues most leagues require two that's like the majority of leagues though so it used to be that way but it's more trending toward the one the one of everything which i actually don't like i prefer more position yeah starters. But it, so one of everything is a whole way. different ball game. Again, yeah. it, it makes the wide receiver so much more valuable, though. It does but drop Hunt, down. Hunt, to me, falls in this group of him and actually two receivers, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, where it's like they exist. They're old. They're past the age curve. They're still good. You're going to get the points. They're good. They still need them. And you just take the rest of their career. Yeah, I, think I could lump Chris Carson in there as well. But like Chris a better, Carson, I think has a little bit more upside. Well, I mean, I, he could, he could actually be an RB one without an injury. And that's, that's but, but that but that's the idea I'm saying is like this player that's older, past the age curve, you can't get rid of him. Production's too good, so you just have him. He's good. Yeah, and, and for the record, Chris Carson comes in one spot above those three guys, so <laughs> literally right there. It's, I, I didn't even know that. that you didn't know out that, yeah, but very well. Uh, so that that's how we feel about Hunt. I think let's move on to receivers. Receivers. Yeah, some options here we have Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Then when they have a couple of guys outside of that, like the Donovan Peoples Jones, the Rashad yeah, Higgins. I don't, I don't want any of that. Yeah, and the Anthony Schwartz was the rookie picked up there. But um, well, I'm avoiding this whole wide receiver core, personally. I'm fine avoiding it. I mean, Odell is wide receiver 35. That, that's not horrible. It's not. I just don't want him. I'm fine with it. He's got the stink on him for a few years. I mean, he's either got the stinker, the name, and everyone that has the name just has him already. Yeah, I mean, he he's just had three years of failure, three, four years of failure at this point, and I just I don't want more failure. So that's probably enough of OBJ. Landry, nobody ever wants Landry. He just slowly – he's getting worse, though. I think he's getting older, of course, so he's not going to – production's going to go down. He's not getting the high volume of targets, even with he's not doing as much with them. He's slowly just becoming Jameson Crowder, like parallel yeah, to that kind of player. Like, and, that, and, and I don't really want Crowder, so – He wasn't good when OBJ was actually healthy last year. Yeah, he only I mean. became good after OBJ tore his ACL. He was not good in the beginning of the season. He was completely unusable. Are you taking so, flyers on any of these uh, younger guys, the Schwartz or the people? Well, villains? I mean, DPJ, no. That was supposed to be drafted in the third round, fell to the six. That's a big failure. And then rookie year was more failure. So two strikes of failure is enough. Higgins is just – every te- teams have a player like this. This is your your Higgins, your Zach Pascal, your Tim Patrick, Kendrick Bourne. They David Moore. Player, David Moore, Keelan Cole. They, they're players like this who are – they're – usable they belong in the nfl but not for us and that's what rashad rashad higgins is he he exists but not for us and then anthony schwartz i mean 
might draft him because you don't know. He was a third round pick. Maybe he is good. Maybe he is good. He's the unknown speedster. That's what it is. Decent draft capital. I'm not great, but decent, better than what we thought we were going to get from him. So. And also, there's no way that they're going to be able to. This is it for the OBJ Landry duo. All the guaranteed money in their contracts is up after this year. So one of them's going to be. One of them's almost certainly going to be gone. They cannot afford to pay 15 million each to these two. They're not worth it. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So Schwartz, if he's good, could have an opportunity. So the tight ends, three oh. to name, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and Hunter Bryant. Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I messed up names today, man. Yeah. Harrison Bryant. I'm, I'm getting the other Bryant from last year mixed up. Um, Austin Hooper, Njoku, and Harrison Bryant. The only one I really want is Harrison Bryant. I'm cool with Hooper at his price, though. Hooper is a value. He's tight end 27 in Dynasty. I don't want him, but like I'm fine with him. Well, I do want him. I do want him at tight end 27. He's behind Eric Ebron. That's the case. I mean, yeah, he's behind Gronkowski. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? He's one year removed from being like one of those value tight ends. Right. Yeah. Right. What What are we doing? Why is he at tight end 27? Because he missed a few games with appendicitis. That, that's why he's at tight end 27? You can blame him for that, too. I so. mean, it is what it is. I I don't know. I don't like it. No, but, it's, it's it's a fluke injury on that one. And Joku is, is just what could have been. I mean, Joku were waiting. And Joku were waiting for a new team. But, you know, in Joku's career stats are similar to Gerald Everett, similar to Jonu Smith. So people love Jonu Smith, but really the stats are very similar between him and Joku. So I, I'm willing to stash Joku for not for this year but maybe for next year when he hits free agency harrison bryant i i like him but i feel like i just feel like this is a forever wait i mean why they're not moving on from austin hooper that austin hooper was was good last year they're not for them so i feel like this is a wait that we could just be waiting and waiting and waiting i don't know how how many years am i gonna wait i mean i think it's a stash like a joku is but I think they used him on the field pretty well with that whole situation. Yeah, they they I, do I use two tight ends. I'd rather have Njoku because I think Njoku will give you the sell window earlier. That's fair. Harrison Bryan, I think you're waiting for two more years at this point. So many years. I don't want to wait that long. All the years, unfortunately. The Browns yeah. have so many players to talk about, though. Crazy how many players, fantasy-relevant, interesting players, the Browns They're like, they're like fantasy-relevant, but there's no one exciting. No one I'm like, oh, I can't wait to draft X, Y, or Z. I'm excited about, I mean, for the real field, I'm excited about Nick Chubb, but I, yeah. I get it. At his dynasty price, not really. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add about the Cleveland Browns? No, no. Austin Hooper's really the only value on the entire team. Yeah. Everything else is overpriced. Which is, like, weird to say. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals here. Ooh. This is a fun one to talk about. A lot of cool things going on. Yeah, this, this is team. much better. Uh, starting off with the quarterback, Joe Burrow. What's there to say? He, he towards ACL, had a good rookie year, I would say. But definitely his value has gone down or stayed the same compared to last year due to the injury. Oh, it's and gone up. It's, it's gone up. up? Yes. It's gone up, but not because of Burrow. It's just that the way people have drafted quarterbacks and super has changed. Okay, I mean, I was talking about the quarterback landscape, like, comparatively. Yeah, he's quarterback eight, which is the same as he was as a rookie, but now quarterback eight is an ADP of, like, 12.75 or something. Yeah, that's about right, right at the the turn. Right at the turn, yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely getting quarterback crazy in these startup drafts. And, well, again, we're talking super flex. 
Oh, we talk about this one. Yeah, yeah always, always, especially when we talk about quarterbacks. There. What do you think Burrow's going to do this year? Do you think he's going to come out with a blazing? Well, he threw a lot of passes last year. Yeah, and I, I think he's going to be good again this year. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I have him quarterback eleven for the twenty twenty one season, but I just think that he's going to have insane passing volume. The defense is still bad. Defense the is not great. Bad. They're not going to be able to run. No, so they're going to have to throw it. So no. I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, I have him as QB two in some leagues because like early off season he was going a lot later than the twelve point seven oh seven. So he's moved up a lot because he's healthy. Yeah. That's why he's healthy. He looks healthy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, not too much to say about him. Um, I don't see him moving up into the elite tier though, unless we see like a great year from him. Unlikely, but it's possible because he he is like the one person just outside the elites for us, like the big seven, and then it's Burrow. Yeah. As the way we have it listed, but still a great quarterback, a great person team or build your team around, especially if you had the back end picks or especially you started off with like a running back or a wide receiver, something like that. You still, I wouldn't be upset having Burrow on my team. Yeah, he's, I'd like to have him at the turn. Like if I could start my turn, like Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow in a super flex. Yeah, I would, I would not be upset at all. That's probably why it's going that way, the way you're thinking right now. Yeah. I feel like tap, tap, done. Tap, tap, uh, yeah. Uh, let's go on to the running backs. We have Joe Mixon leading the charge. I'm sure you have a lot to say about him. And then we got a couple guys behind him with Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans. And Evans getting a little bit of hype as the pass catcher right now, but I think it's the Joe Mixon show personally. And I don't know what I get from it, but I think it's the Joe Mixon show. Tired of Joe Mixon. I mean, Joe Mixon somehow, despite four years of failure, four years of failure from Joe Mixon. I mean, every year, four years. He has not lived up to expectations. Rookie year was not very good. 2018, you know, was inefficient. I mean, considering what people were expecting. 2019, the whole first half of the year, completely unusable before a good stretch in the second half. And then 2020 misses most of the season with an injury. So four years of failure. Every year has been a failure compared to expectation. He's been decent, but not compared to expectation. So... It's four years of failure. I, I don't understand why people just constantly forgive Joe Mixon. I mean, Right now, Joe Mixon is the RB15 in Dynasty. He's ahead of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which I would not be doing. He's ahead of Travis Etienne, which I would not be doing. But he's not that far off. I just... You're you're, you're just out. You feel like Mixon, like I feel like OBJ, but it's like a higher profile player. You're just like, I really don't want him. I don't want him. Yeah, I don't want him. Now, the question is on this one. I know we talked about this before. Joe Mixon or Miles Sanders? Boy, yeah. Boy, yeah, no, no, no. All right, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, I mean, the video, the video is very clear. The video is very clear. Miles Sanders cannot catch the ball, cannot run any routes. I mean, it's no more Miles Sanders. I just know we talked about it last week. I was just curious. No, like, no, no. no. Miles is Sanders, it the Miles Sanders level of not drafting, no, no, no. or is it the – that's – okay. Just no, want to be sure, Sanders though. It's not as good as Joe Mixon. That's, that's what it is. Joe Mixon is a much better player than Miles Sanders. Joe Mixon has dealt with a lot of injuries. So if you look at his points per game, he's a lot better than he is when it comes to that. But you, well, I mean, availability well, is an ability. Is where Mixon in 2018 and 2019 was not good. He was not good. He was not efficient when he was on the field. There were no injuries at that point, but he was not good for periods of time. The, the thing with Mixon is that Mixon is actually capable of being a workhorse running back, whereas Miles Sanders is not. Yeah. Mixon has all the skill sets of all. He just needs to put it together. But also, them not helping that O-line is not helping Mixon at all. No, it's um, not helping. But maybe Jamar Chase will help spread things. Yeah, Geo being gone is supposedly supposed to be like really helpful for passing. Mixon's a good pass catcher. But it sounds like they still need Chris Evans. I want to come back to him a little bit. Do you have any opinions on him? 
No, I'm not interested. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't mind him as like a back end deep guy, but he's going way higher than I would take him. But that's kind of like the heads up. And Samaj Piran doesn't matter. Okay. No, he doesn't matter. <laughs> Moving on. Here's the exciting part the wide receivers, the weapons for Joe Burrow. We have Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're listed Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd is third, but I'm going by the depth chart, what I'm looking at right now. But, um, yeah, what can you say about Jamar Chase? He is a top 10 wide receiver. He's a value. He's a value. He's a climbing up. 10. I guess we saw it before at uh, with um, guys like Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb. They all went up in value within a year. If CeeDee Lamb had played the full season with Dak Prescott, he'd be the wide receiver one right now. He'd be the wide receiver one. I mean, he was drafted – you know, the Cowboys, he was drafted earlier than Justin Jefferson. If he And he had Dak Prescott. If he, if he had had Dak Prescott for the whole season, he'd be the wide receiver one right now. So and, you feel, do you feel Jamar Chase has that level to be the wide receiver one by next year? Yes. I okay. think that Jamar Chase is a better prospect than CeeDee Lamb. He was drafted significantly higher, fifth pick versus 18th. And, I mean, he's playing with his college quarterback. So, yes. I think that Jamar Chase is going to be a top three dynasty wide receiver by this time next year from college through the NFL. He, he does not have to catch another pass from a quarterback as long as they both stay healthy. Cause he skipped a year that Burrow wasn't there. That's, That's right. Of, it's kind of a crazy, right. Crazy thought process. When you think about it. So the amount of chemistry it's already built in and we saw what they did in college. I'm all in. I'm so. all in. I, I think that he is going to have a rookie year for, for the ages. I've had inquiries be like, what's, what's the present chase? I'm like, nothing. You can't pay it. Like, can't I don't pay it. You can't give me. Yeah. Don't sell. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what's he going in ADP right now? Probably like what? Too low. Or third? Oh no, way too low. Way too low. So I what mean, you're saying is you're drafting right this second. Listen to us. Make sure you grab chase. I would do that. I mean, he is going to give you an idea of some comparables. I mean, he's going behind Aaron Jones. Big mistake. Big mistake. It's going behind Mr. Mixon from earlier. I can't do it again. That one, I can't. I can't do that. Uh, that would be a, a bummer. Uh, he's going behind Nick Chubb. 19 picks behind Nick Chubb. I'm not doing that. That's a lot of picks. I, I would I'm not doing that. Chubb I'm, I'm not doing that. that. That's a big mistake. I mean, going behind Derrick Henry, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd rather have Jamar Chase over Derrick Henry. So behind Ezekiel Elliott. Not for me. And behind Austin Eckler, which um, I just can't, can't get there. I, I think that those picks are going to look very silly. In this may be a situation of just like how you have to draft right now, though, as well. Like the running backs go so high in drafts that like. Yeah, but you'll be, you left, you'll be left holding the bag. You'll be left holding the bag of Ezekiel Elliott or Nick Chubb in a year. And you, you'll be I'll have my Jamar Chase as a top three dynasty wide receiver. And you'll, you'll be uh, with old and busted. That's what you'll have. So I'm not doing that. I, I'll find some running back value later. There are players on some of these teams we're going to talk about who are good values later. That's fine, yeah. Um, T. Higgins, the guy that kind of lost some Ooh. value with Jamar Chase coming in. But I think he might have turned into a value as well. Oh, turned out. I mean, he's, he's the biggest value. He's bigger value than Jamar Chase. I mean, he's a huge value. Wide receiver 21? I mean, not for me. I have him wide receiver 17. I have him way higher. Uh, I mean, just given some of the options, I mean, T Higgins, I am all in. I don't see why not to be right. I mean, he was drafted in the top of the second round. 
I mean, he was good as a rookie. He was one of my favorite players last year. I mean, I was a little bit taken back when Jamar Chase went there, but at the same time, it's going to open up that field more. Like, you can't say it's not going to um, – you can't double-team any of them. Yeah, but, it's, it's not that. It's just, like, how many wide receivers don't have target competition? Yeah. They all do, right? I mean, we fading, uh, you know – I mean, really, like, are we fading, like, Chase Claypool, Brandon Ayuk? You fade them, too. But their, their targets are going way more to other places as well. So right, like, but there's other issues, right? I mean, there's you can fade Amari Cooper also. A similar value range because of CeeDee Lamb. But, like, you can't just fade every good player because there's another good player. There's, there's always going to be good players around that. There's always so. going to be good players. The NFL, there's... there's, yeah, there's the, 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 the best oh, of the best, that's the point. So, the best of no, the best. Everyone there is the best of the best at everything. Yeah, so T. Higgins, definitely a guy I would be looking to trade for. Hard so. buy. Hard yeah, they, he was definitely one because I'm sure you can be you can play up that Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow coming off injury is a little bit harder to play off of now, so he might have been cheaper a little bit on, but like he's went down considerably for me. Yeah, like, well, he was top 15 before this. T Higgins, 67 receptions for 908 yards and six touchdowns as a rookie. That's pretty good. If he what broke a thousand, if he broke a thousand yards, they'd be talking about him more. That's the only. Yeah. Thing. If he, like, had, if he had played with real quarterback for the last six games, he yeah, it's it's like the CD Lamb syndrome almost, but like just about the same. But CD Lamb's better, of course, but it's the same idea. These these wide receivers had a good year, a very good year. But when they, if they had a quarterback, a shocking yeah, as this, that matters in the NFL if a quarterback can get you the ball. I know, but yeah, it's. And all in on T Higgins too. Going into Tyler Boyd here, I am fine with him in the back ending my roster. Tyler is not fine with him. We've spoken about Boyd a lot. What is your opinion on Boyd? I'm good. I'm good. Wide receiver 40. No, thank you. No, I, thank I, you. I think it's about where he should be in price. I think he's at value. Right All right. There. Wide receiver 41, Elijah Moore. Um, I take more. Thought so. Next. Uh, 42, Curtis Samuel. Mm, Boyd. Take Samuel. Uh, next, 43, Will Fuller. Fuller. I take Fuller. A 44, Michael Pittman. Boyd. Really? Oh, I I just, do, I'm I, out on Pittman. Pittman I'm out on Pittman. I take Pittman easily. Oh, I, I'm, I'm Pittman. And then uh, that's probably it because 45 is Terrace Marshall, and I don't. I don't yeah, that's, that's what I, I yeah, but, So, I, like I said, right about where he is, I've, I would have him like 42 then, and you would have him at 44. 44, so. yeah. I don't think it's too far off. It, it's all debatable in that range, but um there is not a tight end to note in my opinion no no we're good i so I people think, talking about players but just no there's no reason to talk about any of these guys so we're gonna move on because you should not have these guys on your team you should not have them yeah i completely agree uh let's go to the baltimore ravens let's do it so baltimore ravens quarterback lamar jackson very good running quarterback yeah. Not sure he's a great quarterback, but very good running quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He's just not a high-volume quarterback. He's just not bad on the passes he does throw. Like, that's the thing. He's just – he's a better runner than he is a passer. But what, what is that really saying, that he's the best running quarterback of all time? Of course he's not as good of a passer as he is a runner. He's a great runner, so he doesn't – Best be running quarterback of all time. Pro, like, probably going to be yeah. – when it all ends up there, I can't I think of it. I mean, it's he, no other quarterback has done what he has done consistently doing a thousand yards. That's no, I mean, he's already done more in his career than anyone else. 
consistency level as a runner. He is he is in our elite tier of of quarterbacks. So I just want to know where he falls in your tiers. And and does four versus six point passing touchdowns affect his ranking to you? I mean a little, right? I mean I'd rather it be four point passing touchdowns. If I'm taking passing touchdowns in 2019. So never know. Goes both ways. Uh, but either way, I mean, I have him quarterback five. Yeah, I think I have him at six, which is like not a huge deal. So, I mean, we'll just go to the next part of this because Lamar Jackson is going in the first round people of your love Lamar. I still love Lamar. Most people are in on Lamar. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not in. So we're talking yeah. about a one spot difference. But yeah, but like, nobody's I'm... out on Lamar. Like, no, no. nobody's disagreeing with us. Yeah. All right. So, the running backs now. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and they extended Gus Edwards to kill my Dobbins love. Yeah. So. Sorry. Yeah. So Dobbins, I mean, he's falling down drafts. He's still drafted moderately high, but he's starting to fall. He's not going to get the passing work because Lamar Jackson doesn't pass to running backs. I mean, he's RB14. Seems about right. That sounds about right. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't fight that one. I actually have him. uh, I have him higher. I who's have just, him. Who's just ahead of him? Uh, who's ahead of him in yeah. ADP? Um, yeah. Najee Harris, Zeke, Eckler, Gibson, Henry. But given that I'm an ageist, I have. I don't um, behind him. Yeah, well, and Chubb. I have Chubb, Henry, Eckler, and Zeke all behind him. I have Chubb one spot ahead and Zeke one spot ahead of that. But I have Eckler behind Dobbins. I have but, I mean, way, way behind. But I, with Dobbins, like. I think at this point, it's really only my ageistness yeah, hold, hold keeping them there. me with Dobbins because I think that Dobbins' upside is now gone. I want and, more. I want more from Dobbins, but it's not going to happen with the Gus bus. No, it's not happening. Right behind him, driving his tail. At this point, now Gus is going to be there for Dobbins' career. I mean, it was yeah. a clear extension. So how many years? You're not looking years ahead with a running back. I mean, this Correct. year he's there. Next year he's there. So he's, 20, he's 22, so there's a shot at it, but like his value isn't going to go we're up. We're not in the looking next few years. years ahead with him. I know it's not. It's not worth it. With the what we're looking, he's there for Edwards is there for two years. So yeah. Dobbins' ceiling is gone. You know, now his ceiling is a low end RB one. Is his yeah. ceiling? He could hit 11 to 12. That's like where I see him. Like at his ceiling, a little higher than that, eight, nine, ten, but. But you know, top five, forget it. That would require so many touchdowns, which is not which is possible in that offense. It's possible. It's it's possible if he gets the five receiving touchdowns that Mark Ingram got in twenty nine. Yeah, if we're looking at those stats, yes, that is the epitome of the ceiling. It's possible. What's your, what's your opinion on Gus Edwards? Is he like in that elite handcuff range? Sure. That yeah. We talk I about? Love, uh, yes, I would love to have Edwards on my team. I think he's a talented running back. So I, uh, yeah. if, if Dobbins went down, I mean, who do you think is more valuable? Dobbins as it is or Edwards if Dobbins tore his ACL and went away more valuable in terms of like straight I think they're about the same to the team no like in fantasy oh okay on the field okay yeah with one of them gone and if if Dobbins happened to tear his ACL Gus Edwards would again get all that workload they're not going to go Justice Hill well, so no, like, I think they would go a little bit to Justice Hill we're talking about it's going to be like where this is like well, Edwards like, cannot catch the ball period yeah but like Edwards would be the Edwards, I think has like seven career receptions. But he would be, he would get all, all of the rushing, rushing. all the There's running no back split. rushing work. Yeah, yeah. With Lamar I mean. getting some, but the key word running back rush work. Yeah. So 
you know, I don't think that Edwards is as good of a player as Dobbins, but he would get more carries if Dobbins, like, tore his ACL than Dobbins would get in the committee. And, and if, if something happens to Gus, if it does, I mean, Dobbins skyrockets a good amount. Yeah. like That's where I see that, like, 7 to 10 range potential. Gus without Dobbins could is, like, somewhere in the RB2 range. Like Dobbins 13, without, 15 yeah, at most. Something, probably less than that because he doesn't catch at all. Yeah. And like Dobbins without Gus is probably would probably be an RB one somewhere. Right? Yeah, lock, I think I'd lock somewhere him in mid mid RB ones. That's why I say like seven to, seven to ten. Seven like to ten, in. yeah. So there there is upside with both players, but, but I it, guess it that's someone I'm putting on my team at his price because having someone who's one injury away from being an RB two is is good. We saw it with Mike Davis last year. And Mike yeah. Davis isn't even that good. Same thing as Gus is not great, but like they're yeah. both runners. Yeah, he's not the best handcuff. Uh, Tony Pollard and A.J. Dillon with Rodgers are the two best handcuffs. Yeah, but he's definitely just behind he's, those guys. He's, he's in that range. Them. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely, again, he might not be a, like elite, but he's definitely a high end. Very high, high end. end. Yeah, high end and worth rostering. Probably not well, trading for him, but he's a startup target for me. I mean, I'll take him as a chip in piece. If they're like, yeah, yeah sure, but it, I, I'm not going to go and directly trade for Gus Edwards. No, no. If, if, it's just, if, if I'm like on the fence about trade, like throw me Gus Edwards and yeah, I'll do he's it. He's the one I'm going to draft onto my team more than I'm going to trade more often, yeah. my team, though. But um, so the, the wide receivers now, we have a couple first round guys. We're not sure what to do with the first round NFL drafted. We have Marquise Hollywood Brown. Rashad Bateman, and I don't care who's behind them. No, no, no. It's a lot of failure. I mean, Devin DuVernay, a lot of failure. I don't I don't want more of that. Tylen Wallace fell in the draft. And I don't want him. So, Rashad Bateman. I, I oh, we forgot to mention Sammy Watkins. He's also there. No, no, no. We didn't forget him. <laughs> we didn't forget him. We, we gave him a mention he deserved. I mean, there it Rashad is. Bateman right now is wide receiver 37. I think that's about right. It's actually maybe a little low. 37 that's about a little bit low for him even though I, like i don't want like a receiver from lamar jackson that much but like 37s i think he's in, he can finish as a high-end not high-end but like mid-range wide receiver three and i wouldn't be surprised but like a wide yeah. receiver four that's i just low. don't think that rashad bateman i don't think lamar is ever going to support a wide receiver one no but i think he can so, just, i think he could get to a wide receiver two like that's yeah. in the, that's in the range of outcomes like a top 24 guy is I possible agree. But I don't think like calling him a wide receiver four at this point in his career, he's just he's a rookie, highly draft capital, first rounder, yeah, yeah. And we and he could literally be anything. He that's the thing about rookies though. We know what Hollywood Brown is. I'm out on Hollywood Brown from what I've seen from him so far. I think he's better for the football team than he is on the field. But someone like Bateman, I would take a shot on, especially at wide receiver 37. Yeah, he ended up a lot lower than I thought. I thought people would stick to their evaluation that came with the draft capital, and he would end up like as a high end wide receiver three. It's, it's but the he did fear, not. man. It's the fear of what Lamar throws, and I'm like that's crazy to me. If you're fearing that much about Bateman, I guess it was like all the knocks as well too. He came in shorter, came in lighter, things like there that. There were issues, but I just think that he's a good route runner. He's yeah, I, I think wide receiver thirty seven is a little bit low, but. It's not that far off. I think I have him like wide receiver 34. So I'm still I, a high, a low end three. I think I, I, well, I'm talking about his range of outcomes. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he finishes like, let's say 28, 26. Well, I mean, this year I have him like wide receiver 50. So yeah. I'm, I'm not expecting, I'm expecting the transition from him. And we can talk about Hollywood. I'm expecting the transition from Hollywood to him to be slow. Like, I think that this year, 
I mean, this year I had Bateman at 51 and Brown at 58. So you still have Bateman want, ahead, which is important. I have Bateman ahead, but it wasn't Bateman at 40 and Brown at 80. Yeah. It was Bateman at 51 and Brown at 58, which means that on the balance of the season, I think Bateman is going to be better. But I think that you're going to open week one with Hollywood as the one. Week I, one, I think Hollywood. It just seems like we're not using either one of them until Bateman starts to get a custom man. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think we're ever going to use Hollywood. And yeah. I only think we're going to use them when Bateman becomes the clear alpha. And I think that will happen this year. But, but it's not going to be That might be week 10 that that yeah. happens. I agree. That I think, a I, long time. I think that's the right range. Hollywood. I feel bad for Hollywood. I think Hollywood is someone I like. I like Hollywood. I think I a different situation with a quarterback that can like, I think Hollywood like, use his skill set. on almost any other team but this one. Yeah. I feel bad for him because I think, I think some people feel about Bateman though. They feel like any other team, Bateman would be great, but not. I think with this Bateman team. actually has a better chance to do. Well, it I agree, it's Lamar. a different skill set. But I'm just saying that's where people's minds are at. Yeah, but but Hollywood's skill set does not mesh with Lamar at all. That was so, a weird draft pick. I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah, it was a weird pick. I I just think that Hollywood is someone I would hold on my dynasty team, but his price you can't sell him. You like, can't sell him. Of course, you're holding him. Maybe he'll get traded away or go to some other team, and they're not yeah. going to—they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option after this year for. They can pay Hollywood seventeen million. I, I, don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, so. not especially picking up Bateman. No. So I mean, they're—they're they're a hold, and I think uh, we think um, Rashad Bateman is a little bit, of, a little bit of value. Yeah, a little. Bit. At, I think I think that worst at price. I like got worst. But you can't trade for Bateman because anyone who picked him is all in on picked him. Picked him way so, too high. Yeah, they they yeah, took him, so, they took him the, top, the back end of the first, top of the second. So if you're we're talking for Bateman, you're talking about a startup. You're talking yeah. about a startup picking Bateman onto your team is not a bad idea at his current price. But you're not trading for Bateman. Mark Andrews coming in at the tight end position. No yeah. one else really matters behind him. He's good. He came mm -hmm. off a, a great year before this one. But this year, he kind of was a letdown for what you expected of him. Was he was even drafted as a top two tight end almost a lot of the time, top three in most leagues as of yeah. last year. But this, but last year he did not uh, live up to hype because he was didn't catch all the touchdowns he did before. He kind of is what he is. And tight end premium, he doesn't get a lot of targets, so I'm not that in. I mean, I don't know. He's the clear tight end six. Behind. Yeah, he's, he's locked in there. That's the yeah, thing I mean, he's pretty locked in behind Kelsey, Kittle, Pitts, Waller, Hawk. But well, we have there. I, I'm ahead of Fant as well. Yeah, ahead of Fant. So, so he's the clear six, but I don't think I'm paying up for him. I agree. I think I'd rather get Hawk. And if I don't get Hawk, I'd rather wait and get Goddard at yeah. eight. Two and a half rounds later. Even, than though I we, even though I think we view that starting off the season, Andrews is at worst the number two target and probably the first target. I don't know. And then as the season goes on, he will become the number two behind Bateman. I'm just not that interested in Mark Andrews. He has lost the shine for a lot of people, I think. He's lost the shine for me, at least. So... Yeah, there's not so much to talk about. He's locked in his spot, though. We're not going to move him up or down. Just one of those things. Keep in mind that Andrews is a free agent after this year, but I, I, I can't see that they let him go. No, they're, they're going to pay him. They have to. They don't have anyone else. Yeah. All right, I think that's enough of the Baltimore Ravens. There's not too much to say. We kind of feel yeah. what we feel about Andrews. And so moving on to the last team, this one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have Big Ben. 
We can mention Dwayne Haskins behind him, but no, he doesn't no. matter. No, no, no. So, and this is the last ride for Ben. What are they going to do next year? Well, they extended Mason Rudolph to a $5 million contract in 2020. Mr. Most Punchable Face in the NFL. Love it. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Who wants Mason Rudolph as your starting quarterback? Hands up. He's on the waiver wire in Superflex Leagues. Like, he just exists. And I'm not upset about it. No way. I'm good. No Mason Rudolph for me. I'm not picking him up. You can stay there. You can pick him up if you want. Uh, Um, But, I mean, this is it for Ben. This is Ben's last year. You know, they would have moved on if they could have without this year. I hope it's a good year, though. I took him in the fishbowl, so I hope he's a good year. I don't know. I I took him late. I don't care. I took him late, so it's fine. I'm good on Ben. I don't don't want him. Well, I took him two rounds later than you told me to take him because you're like, I would have taken Ben there. I mean, like, in Dynasty, I don't want Ben. Yeah, Dynasty, I wouldn't wouldn't want anything to do with him. He's not a guy I'm drafting. I'd rather take a shot somewhere else. Anywhere else. He has a year, a singular year, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. all he has left in him. Like, you can try to argue, but it's done. So there's nothing more to say about him. He's going to be yeah, a probable, to about him. probably QB2. And if you have him, get the year out of him or try to get something for him midseason. Yeah, if you, if you're, uh, what are you going to do? Take a second, third, whatever. whatever yeah. Yeah. The exciting stuff. Najee Harris, someone we projected really high. We went through our projections. We, we, we were surprised with how well like we put him up there. But they're going to run that ball because Ben cannot throw. Yes, he's, he's moved up since that conversation. I'm, I'm sure he has. Like I said, what, he's we moved about up earlier. since that conversation. To, for this year, I have him at RB9. Yeah, I don't, I don't fight that. He's so good. RB9. Like, like he's, a, he's a good running back. We haven't seen him play down, but like he's going to get the ball. Yeah, his so dynasty, much. his dynasty prize is RB thirteen. I, I I'm not there. I'm not there. I disagree. I have him at RB seven. I mean, I, yeah, I would take him around that range. So I, I mean, mean not... he's behind Austin Eckler. We so really I'm... don't like Austin Eckler on the show. No, apparently. I don't like Austin Eckler at RB eleven in dynasty. No, I'm not he's about behind that. Behind Zeke. No. 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 Behind Derrick Henry, not for me. No, not, you, no, you take no, Najee, you. take the years, take the youth. I'd take him over Gibson, too. I think I'm close, but I agree with you. i take him over Najee Gibson. Najee is the workhorse. Gibson is a maybe. Gibson yeah. is a lot of maybe. He's never been a workhorse. Najee, we know what he did. We know what he is. Yeah, He's going to be a workhorse from day one. I mean, you know, we have we have the, 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 big, the big characters, the three, the Mr. Snail, Mr. McFailure, and Mr. Mirage, those three, a lot of bad. He's going to, Najee is not going to be a workhorse from, from day one. So I'm all in. Get all your Najee's. Pay, pay the price for him too right now. Whatever it costs. Yeah. It's going to be worth it, I promise, by next year. Even if it sounds like, oh, he's trading away Zeke for him. Cool. That's fine. Let's do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Uh, uh, moving on to the wide receivers. Lots to talk about here. We have Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I guess Jim Watson exists, but no, I'm going to really focus on the big three. That was really all that matters is the Claypool, Johnson, and Juju. I'm pretty sure you order them in that ranking. Yes. I have Deontay ahead of Claypool, but I'm. it's still those two. It it's goes Deontay or Claypool, and then Juju is a distant third. Distant third, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I like to call him Doo Smith-Pooster at this point. Doo Smith-Pooster. See what you did there. <laughs> 
That's You're getting classy here. That's his nick. No, no, I, I said that on the DLF live show. So if I can say it there, I can say it here. I'm not fighting. Um, I don't. I don't. You know, do your thing. No, that's what. That's his new nickname because he just is boring. He delivers a lot of disaster the last two years. I mean, 2019 injured the whole year. Then 2020, you know, it says the stats say, oh, he was so great. Was he really? I mean, in the games that Deontay Johnson was actually present on the field and not hurt. And then the ones where Chase Claypool actually played, not at the beginning. If you look at those games where it was working as intended as the offense will work in 2021, Juju sucked. He was unusable, completely unusable, horrible. So I don't want more horrible. I don't want more unusable. They didn't want him back. He, he looked everywhere else in free agency, and he came crawling back to them when nobody gave him the big contract that he wanted because nobody wanted to pay him because he's not worth it. So no more Juju. And the other two are pretty good. I like them. <laughs> yeah, I, I like them as well. I think the, I think the other two definitely perform disregarding the quarterback. Juju, I'm not so sure about. We saw what he when he had to be the guy, he couldn't do it. Well, he couldn't do it. I mean, he could. If, that's, if, that's an understatement. He couldn't do it at all. So I mean, definitely. And we saw it too in 2019, even without Big Ben. Who was better? Who was better in 2019 between Juju and rookie Deontay? Who was better? Deontay. Deontay, Deontay was, was better. better. Deontay was better. Look at Matt Harmon's reception perception. Look at Deontay. Oh, I saw that. Oh, you've seen it. I know you've seen it, but the people maybe haven't seen it. Deontay's routes all green. Then let's look at Juju's chart. Ooh, I see a lot of red. Yeah. Red everywhere. Red. Green, good, That's red, bad. 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 Failure. Yeah. So, and one of the oh, lowest presses, like he cannot do press at all. He has he to be a slot like, receiver. Has to be a slot. He was like 109th out of 111 against press yeah, or something. He cannot be outside at all. He is a slaughter bust. I have Juju for 2019. Get ready, people. The 2019, 2021. Get ready. Wide receiver 38. Wow. Not as bad as what I heard from someone. I believe I heard on the Fantasy Pros podcast a while ago. Someone had him wide receiver 54. Well, that's too far. So that's I, too that much. might be a little far, but I think wide receiver 38 is a fair ranking for Juju. I, I think that that's with Big Ben's noodle arm. I, I'm good at wide receiver 38. It's, that's tough. I mean, I have a little bit higher than that, but I have wide receiver three range, not wide receiver I four. want him to get off this team. Yeah. Get off this team. I, 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 I wish he would have went to like anywhere Kansas else. City. Like, oh, that would have been nice. Receiver. I mean, I'd much rather be the three in Kansas City than the three here. 100%. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a big difference in quarterbacks uh, at this point. Juju either needs to be the three with a good quarterback or like the two on a bad team. But here he's a, the three on with a, with a question mark quarterback. quarterback. I don't want that. Yeah, I, I could say bad right now. Yeah, it's but, not, uh, not, good. Not, not Not this bend that we have now. Chase Claypool's a buy. Everyone should remember it. I worry, about Claypool. I worry about Claypool. But, uh, don't worry. Not long term. Okay. I like have full confidence in Chase Claypool. I'm calling my shot. All right. So the tight ends, Eric Ebron, Pat Fryermuth, Ebron. We don't want Ebron. No, no. We don't want Ebron. Fryermuth is an interesting stash. It's a lot of waiting, though. A lot of waiting. I'm going to be waiting for a long time. I mean, this year, he's not going to do anything. We have three receivers ahead of him. Three receivers ahead of him, and Ebron's still going to play. I mean, that's a lot of waiting. I don't want more waiting. And still Ben's there. We don't know the quarterback of the future. We don't know the quarterback. But it could so. be it could be years of waiting. I mean, how many years are you going to wait? I don't I don't like waiting. 
I mean, I don't really have much anywhere. He was drafted way too high, for my opinion. I think he's still going a little bit too I'm high. Just, I'm just not interested in waiting. Like, give me Cole Komet. I've already waited a year. And it, that's almost too long for you. At a slightly increased price. Yeah. Or Adam Troutman. I've already waited a year. Yeah, we don't. And you don't need to wait on them. We know Troutman's going to start waiting. Wait. I've already done my I'm waiting. Done. You did. You earned your wait. Uh, yeah, I did my waiting. So why would I want to wait now on Fire Muse? That's it's a lot of waiting. I don't want to do that. We're trying to buy back here, not put ourselves back yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. We're just wasting more time. So I don't want waste more time on Fire Muse. So that's that's something to take note on this one. We don't dislike Fire Muse. We just know we're waiting on him. So yeah, buy him next year. Pass on. Buy him yeah. next year. That's what you want to do is get these guys yeah. right before they're about to go in. So that does it for the AFC North. So we're going to jump right into NFC North right now. Let's do it. Chicago Bears. Oh, boy. Starting off with them. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Nick Foles. Mm. Only Justin Fields matters. That's correct. I think halftime, halftime of week one, halftime, we're going to see Andy Dalton play against the Rams. That is going to be a disaster. Matt Nagy is going to get get booed, you know, by the Bears fans. Wherever they are, they're going to find a way to boo him. They're going to find a way. And then they will replace uh, Andy Dalton with Justin Fields. They'll make the decision they should have made in the first place. That, that's a fair point. I mean, I think Justin Fields can be really good. I, I have him as my quarterback, too, in this class. So do but, I. So I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be landing on a great team. I think the Denver Broncos were an idiots for passing him up. When they could have got rid of Locke and instead decided to go cornerback. Well, so, you have you have Tim and Teddy. You have Tim and Teddy and Drew Disaster. So we so will get doing, to that. We will get to eventually. So well. They're doing great. I can't yeah. complain at all. I mean, I'm not Broncos fans. I live in Denver, but that's, oh, that's like, true. I, yeah, that's true. I don't care, but it's like hilarious. Dude. I'm just like that was the dumbest thing you could have done. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm all in on Fields, but his his price is really high though. Not really. Not really. In Dynasty, his price is not so high. It's actually not so high. I've it seen him go multiple of... Superflex startups in the round two, which is... Well, here it says that he's going at 25th overall. Uh, and as the QB10, I, I, you know, a whole round behind Russell Wilson, I got to disagree. I would take him ahead of Russell Wilson. So I would take him ahead of Russell Wilson, too. I disagree with that. So, yeah, I, I would... I don't... I think he's a value at his ADP. I mean, as ADP, I guess I've seen different drafts, but yeah. So I think I think he's good. I think he's worth the price. It's just know the team you're drafting with him. Push your chips in. Yeah, but know you might wait a game or two. So definitely grab one of those like Jimmy Garoppolo's near. Yeah, the end wait a game or two. This is this well, is that's just. I mean, that's, that's why you don't need to be like grab like the Fitzpatrick. Like if you're yeah, grabbing Lance, grab like a Jimmy Garoppolo or something like someone in the teens that no one wants that you can start for a couple games. Um, moving on. Next. Running back position, we have David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen, who might be a little less explosive. I'm slowly getting more and more in on Montgomery. Well, What's right now I have Montgomery for this year at RB18. And in Dynasty, I've made some changes. I've moved Montgomery ahead of Mr. Drop. Miles Sanders. I mean, we're in agreement on that one. Yeah. Miles Sanders is a lot of failure, whereas David Montgomery has actually been a lot of success. So more success and less less failure. I just worry about Cohen. Like, Cohen's injury is so hard to come back from as explosive as he is. Well, actually, he's not coming back. The beat report said that Cohen is not ready. So he's not ready. So that's what it said. 
So he's actually not going to be ready. He's, he's, he knows where he is. Nobody's seen him. Nobody's seen him do anything. So he could be not ready. So if he's not ready, then Montgomery would have fire. to move up. Yeah. Yeah, Montgomery would have to move up. I mean, if Cohen is not ready, I, I would rather have Montgomery than DeAndre Swift in 2021. I'd rather have Montgomery than J.K. Dobbins. That's probably where I'd stop. That's Cohen about, yeah. It, yeah, in 2021, I have definitely Montgomery higher than those two. But well, I don't have it that way now. But if Cohen weren't ready, if Cohen weren't ready, then that would change things. I think I still have him a little bit higher just for 2020. Well, I, I just like those two, but you know, I, they, I like the PR. I want to believe that, but like I also know the team. But the PPR upside, if Cohen's just not ready, if Cohen's just not ready, that, and that's Montgomery's a workhorse. He's three yeah, down back. So and we, and we like workhorses. We do. Those are the guys we want to have on our teams. Yeah. And also just remember that last year, despite how bad. In the last two years, actually, it's about how bad Tariq Cohen was. The only year Tariq Cohen has ever been good was 2018. In the last two years, despite how bad he was, they put him out there on passing downs over Montgomery every single time. Basically, it was like 90% of plays. So you need Cohen to be gone for Montgomery to get that that work. They're going to do it, even if it's stupid. Because yeah, Matt Nagy is stupid. We're, we're, we're learning this. We know this already. Matt Nagy doesn't do smart things. He does not, unfortunately. That's the problem with that team. I just think it's a hard injury to come back from. I'm not sure if he can, can hold up, unfortunately. Oh, and given Cohen's injury, I'm completely out on him. As oh, a yeah, cheap I'm guy. done. I don't, I, don't I, think was, I was interested in PPR leagues as some sort of cheap buy, but now more injuries, I, it's too many injuries. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. On to wide receivers. There's only really two that matter to me. Oh, I wait, think. wait. Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert. Oh, as a, as a back end stash? Yes, if, if Cohen can't go, then yes. Okay, someone, stash Khalil ch- Herbert. check your waiver wires. Yeah, or check somebody. your waiver wires. He shouldn't he's, be on there. He's probably he's out there. there. But double check that one. Uh, with the wide receivers, Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Anyone else you want to add to that list? Oh, no, no, no. Anthony okay. Miller is three years of failure, so we don't need to talk about him. I think he's injured right now, too. But No, Daz yeah. Newsom is injured, which is also why we don't need to talk about him. Um, Allen Robinson, he is for 2021 a wide receiver one. A wide receiver one, yeah, I agree. In Dynasty, I think I can't put him in wide receiver one range. Nah, he's just out, just outside, game. just outside that range, but still very good, very good value. Yeah, I have him at wide receiver 15. Yeah, but he's one of those guys that like I wouldn't mind taking if I went like RB heavy or like went tight end early as my wide receiver one on my team. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But just know what you're taking. You're probably taking the rest of Robinson's career at this yeah. point. He's a guy you never really can move. He's a guy I've always bought as like a player just because he's cheaper than his production is going to be. So it's someone I put on my like winning teams okay. or like my like teams that are going for it. He's a good if guy for that in, range. If you're in a rebuild and you have Robinson and you want to sell him, I would suggest waiting until Justin Fields takes the field and then you'll be able to move him easily. Yeah, at that point, and, or even like we're for the playoffs. For the, that's no, because this is year to get rid of Robinson if you're in a rebuild. Yeah, but I would suggest waiting until Justin Fields takes the field. You, in order you to don't. Win. You don't want to sell the Dalton numbers. You want to no, sell no, the you Fields hype. You, you don't want that. Darnell Moody is interesting one here. Pretty good rookie season. Solid play. I actually just traded him in a dynasty league. I traded him away, but I got a really good deal, so I can't really complain too much. Yeah, I like him. I like him, but I got Rondell Moore in a third for him. So, oh, well, okay, uh, then I don't like him anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's like someone I could start every now and then, matchup based. He could turn it into something, but I think he's like he's in that Gabriel Davis mode, but with opportunity. Well, yeah, Gabriel Davis is much lower, but 
I'm saying like the way he plays just has the opportunity. Oh, yeah, I get it. I mean, I have Darnell Mooney for this year, wide receiver 49. Yeah, that's about right. So like, and in Dynasty, he's somewhere around there, actually, similar. Yeah, in the 40s. A little bit lower, I think. But I'm fine with him. I mean, if he breaks out. He's a, he's a guy to grab at your like teens and he's a good, he's a good shot to take. Yeah. If he breaks out, he would be good. I mean, it, that's, that's how it works. If someone breaks out, they're good. Yeah. Um, again, we'll, good. guys, we'll, we'll see more with fields than anything else. So I should get him the ball. Yeah. Uh, Cole Komet and they resigned Jimmy Graham. Woo. Uh, uh, we don't care about Jimmy Graham. I think Komet just gets the job. I think yeah, Jimmy I think Graham, so. Jimmy Graham might vulture some touchdowns, but Komet's the guy on this team. I got him in the fishbowl. I'm pretty happy about that. I think it's just a good, solid Jimmy buy. Jimmy Graham must have some uh, naughty pictures of Matt Nagy. That's what's going on here. Yeah. For the That's way they, what's for, going on. For they, they paid him that way. But what, what's your opinion on Komet? He's okay. He's okay. He's fine. He's fine. I mean, I'd rather have Komet than, like, Evan Ingram because I've seen enough failure from Evan Ingram. And okay. that's, a, that's an interesting one to take because, like, just, yeah. that, just the unknown that, like... Yeah, I'd rather have the unknown... But I, I like him. I mean, he's somewhat of a value, but like, I'm not getting overly excited. Yeah, he's not. He's not a guy I want as my tight end one by any means. Oh no, no, no. He's he's a good flyer as a tight end too. Yeah. All right. Um, that's about enough on the Bears. Moving on to the Detroit Lions. We have Jared Goff taking over the team at this point. He Jared is someone. Barf. Yeah, Jared Barf. It's just no one wants him. Yes, that's Can't right. Get rid of him. The people that have him don't really want him. If you hit that draft button on him, you're like kind of cringing, but he has to be on someone's team. No, he doesn't actually, because I don't want him on my team. I don't want him. Uh, he's someone I'm good. Just no thank you. Even there's not a round you would take him in. I mean, there's a round I would take him in, but right now I have him quarterback 29 and I'm looking at it and that seems too high. Oh my god, twenty nine is. Well, I'm just not. I don't, I don't. I don't even like disagree that much. I'm just like. That's well, just... like I'm looking at these rankings, and it's, it says that I have him ahead of like Damian Harris, and I, I don't like that. He's too high. I mean, I'd probably rather just have Jordan Love at this point. Interesting, and we'll talk about Love here in a little bit. Well, I'd rather just have a maybe. I, I yeah. Goff is a is vomit. I I don't want that. I mean. A whole team, a team traded. Think about what happened. And paid. A and team paid. paid twenty million plus, traded two first round picks to get rid of this guy, <laughs> like just to get rid of him. He was so bad. It's not quite Osweiler, but it's pretty close. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. So like I, and now he goes to the Lions with Mr. Campbell. Mr. Campbell is the head coach. We don't like that. I mean, he's gonna bite some ankles. Yeah, he's gonna and, bite uh, things. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to run the ball. And, I don't yeah. want more biting. I don't want to. I've had enough of that. So all right, no, no golf. No golf. We're me. not taking golf here. No. Um, running backs: DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams being the thorn in the side of Swift, as he was a thorn in the side for years of Aaron Jones. What's your opinion on this backfield? Well, I hope DeAndre Swift uh, gets more work. I want to believe that. I want to. I I mean, in redraft, I have DeAndre Swift as RB seventeen. Does that hurt you to say? Yes. Like, you want you? I love I the like player. DeAndre Swift a lot. Like him and JK, I love the players, but like I can't. I like DeAndre Swift a lot more. 
I, th- I think Swift is a little bit better. I wouldn't say a lot, but a little bit. I think bit. Swift is a lot better. But you're, they're at the fault of the mercy of their teams. That's the downside of it all. They're literally players that are getting overdrafted because of their talent. The, the one thing I, I strike, and this is why I have DeAndre Swift significantly higher in Dynasty than J.K. Dobbins, is that DeAndre Swift's bad situation is more temporary. Yeah. Whereas J.K. Dobbins' bad situation is permanent. He lives there. He lives like, there. Lamar's not going away. Gus Edwards' contract is, is locked in. Whereas DeAndre Swift, a lot of the problem with his bad situation is that they don't have a quarterback. That could change next year. They don't have a lot of offensive weapons. That could change next year. Like, whereas the, the specific issues on for Dobbins are, are permanent. So I still rank DeAndre Swift as my dynasty RB8. Wow. He's young. I mean, he's he's 22 years old. Yeah. Well, there's still time. Definitely still time, but it's just interesting that that's high. Time. I mean, look, if they if they're the worst team in the league and they're starting over with Spencer Rattler, and you know what quarterback, what do rookie quarterbacks do? Check they, down the receiving yeah, running back. The, yeah. So and, a lot and of you know how many better receiving running backs are there in the league than DeAndre Swift? I mean, Kamara, McCaffrey, Eckler, maybe a couple others. Yeah, maybe he's. I think he's probably in the top five to six. Yeah, sure. he's up there with the best of the best in that category. I mean, he was yeah. great as a rookie in that in that area. Besides one so, bad drop that we all remember, but that was week one. That was I'm week just, one. That was his first ever game. I'm just saying, it's just funny. It's funny that's the like, thing that sticks in your brain, though. People still remember it, yeah, because it was primacy yeah. recency effect. Of course, people remember the first; they remember the last. Yeah, but he he had a great season in between, and there. it was the last play of the first game, which makes it like which would have won the game. So it's it's just like yeah, which really would have won. Yeah, changed it from win to loss. It was on everybody's TV no, at the time. Literally, the everyone was remembers on. it. Yeah. But I, I just think that I'm not quitting on DeAndre Swift. I would. Yeah. I think it's a little high, but I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate what you're, the way you're explaining it. But I, I totally had a Gibson, which That's, agrees with ADP. By the way, I, I think a lot of people do. It's like Swift is drafted a little bit too high, for my opinion. ADP has an RB eight as well. Interesting on that one. I mean, again, I think it's a little bit behind that, but not by far. I still think he's yeah. RB one. Um, Jamal Williams. Any interest in him at all? No. No, because the Lions are so bad. I don't want more players on the Lions. I mean, if I have Swift as RB17, if Swift went down, Jamal Williams is not the pass catcher that Swift is. Yeah. Very few running backs are. He's not the running back that Swift is. He's Jamal Williams is, is, is just a guy. He's a jag. He, he's that, good. He is a great roster, like a roster presence and locker room. Great for Jamal football. Williams is a great person. A I think he adds player. more as a person, but as a football, as a strict football player, he's like, maybe he's not just a guy, but he's pretty close to that. He is. Like, he, he is. He's also like a very good blocker, which doesn't help us okay at all. Okay, and serviceable in every area, yeah. and not great in any of them. You can trust him on the field. You can trust him, but he's if not going to make a mistake, starter, he's not going to make a play. Yeah, you have a problem if he's your starter. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, so, I'm just not that interested in someone like that because if Swift doesn't get injured, he's completely worthless. Worthless, and even if he does, the upside is just not there. They're gonna. It's not like they're gonna turn Jamal Williams into a workhorse. They'll find another running back to take carries. You, you we just don't know who that person is, but it's gonna be a, somebody. I mean, they'll bring Adrian Peterson back or something. They bring Adrian Peterson back. They would sign Todd Gurley. They would do something. Frank Gore. So Frank Gore. Oh my God. But yes, <laughs> uh, that would not be how the range of outcomes. They would. The you never know. Yeah, he'll he'll be play forever. To the wide receivers, there's not much to talk about here. No, nothing. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe. 
Maybe. Uh, he's overhyped. All right, tight ends. <laughs> like, do you have anything to say? Well, like, I mean, I could talk about how Brashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams have five years of failure each. Cool. That's all the thing we need. Yeah. But, okay. Don't waste your time on Quintez Cephas. We're not going to waste your time on any of yeah, these players. Not, they, are just, no. they are not worth the couple minutes we could spend on them. Yeah. If you have them, like Cephas, I like Cephas, but they've... Cephas is, over, is overrated. Get a third. Just take a third. Yeah, take a um, third. I'm on Raz, whatever. Just draft him in somewhere. If, if he's in the value, take him. If not, if, you, if someone likes him better than you do, trade him away. going to be a real wide receiver one on this team next year. Someday. It's, it's not one of these people. It is not at all. So definitely get your value in the trade market because a pick is worth more than a player because the, the pick can't get hurt and they can't let you yeah. down. Um, TJ Hawkinson. We like TJ He's Hawkinson. the wide receiver one on this team. He, he is the that. Yeah. If he can just catch the ball, that's all I need him to do is. I don't really have an issue with that. He is, he's, he's got like almost ebron-esque hands at times he has such think, a bad drop rate i think he's gonna work his way into the top tier of tight i think he can he has every piece of potential to do that i just like it's so frustrating to watch him with these drops but who else is jared goff gonna throw to i'm not saying the targets aren't gonna go there. i'm not saying i'm not excited about him we both have him ranked in that in the same spot uh, i'm just I saying like it is very frustrating i wouldn't i'm not frustrated at all i am but, I, just, uh, I don't see any reason to be frustrated with a year two player. He's been developing. He's improved from year one to year two. I'm just, I'm just not frustrated. He was very good in year two. I mean, for a year two tight end, what did he finish? Tight end five? I mean, what more do you really want, right? Like, I'm just saying there's so, it's so much. I just don't have any frustration. So like, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, there's definitely upside. I just need him to catch passes, okay? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm upset watching him drop passes. Maybe I just haven't felt this frustration. I, I don't yeah. know. I'm just not frustrated. Maybe. Yeah, you haven't watched enough Lions games then, which I'm which no, I, I did. I just, maybe he didn't burn me or anything. Or, That's fair. I never had him. All right. Anything else you want to add to the Lions or can we move on? No, the Lions suck. Let's move on. Green Bay Packers. Quite the conversation. All right, yeah. That we could have the whole about... Conversation. Mr. Aaron Rodgers and Mr. Jordan Love. Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm getting like stupid offers for Aaron Rodgers and the team, like the one team I have them. And they're like, Sam Darnold for Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, no, stop it. No. I'd rather just keep, like, what if he doesn't no. show up? I'm like, I'm just going to take the risk. Like, Here's what I have failure. to say about that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to wait. He said he could show up for camp. I'll decide. I'll decide in a couple of weeks what I'm going to do with the Packers players. This is a this is a to be determined on this one. <laughs> what are you uh, going to do, right? I mean, what yeah. are you going to do? Let's uh, let's put a pin in this one for now, and we will jump back in on this in a few weeks when we know what Aaron Rodgers is doing. I don't I don't think that's going to work because I don't think you're going to know anything in a few weeks. I think this is going to take for like I think you're going to drag this out for months. I think this is like I think you. That's what I think. I think forget talking about the, any individual player because that's not the point. The point is that I think that people need to prepare for what is about to happen, which is that Aaron Rodgers is going to stick it to the Green Bay front office. And, you know, we're going to get to July 27th, the training camp. Uh, he's not there. August 5th. Aaron, are you thinking of coming into training camp? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, August 15th, Aaron, uh, week one is coming up. Are, are you uh, going to come into work? Oh, 
you'll see when, when we get a little bit closer to week one. This is what you need to prepare for. Prepare for this now, because this is what's ha gonna happen to you. So just be aware of that when you're dealing with any of these dynasty assets. And just keep in mind how any of them would be affected by Aaron Rodgers being there or not being there. And, you know, that's just, it is what it is. Like, don't trade Jordan Love right now. Just wait. Devontae Adams, I would have gotten rid of him years ago, but not years, but I would have gotten rid of him well a long time ago when he was valued as the wide receiver one this offseason. Can't trade him now. He's Robert, not Tunyon, anymore. Robert Tunyon, I mean, Aaron Rodgers made him. So without Rodgers, he's worthless. So can you trade him now? No. Aaron Jones, without Rodgers, I mean, is he even an RB1? Splitting work with Dylan with Love as a quarterback, low ceiling offense, is he even an RB1? He's got the he had the potential, but I think I'd it's close, right? I mean, yeah, he'd be on the, he'd I, definitely I fall. He's an RB1 with Love. So it's like, well, you can't do anything with any it, of these. It wouldn't players. rule out his range of outcomes being an RB1. No, no, but I wouldn't rank wouldn't, him as an RB1. I wouldn't put him in that list as my top I mean, 12. I have Eckler at 11 and Gibson at 12, and I would rather have them than Jones would love. So, yeah, and, I don't disagree with that. So, like, again, you have, like, a massive cloud hanging over this team, and, you know, you can't really do anything, but if you can sell Devontae Adams or Robert Tunyon now somehow and get what they were worth before, do it. If you're in a startup now, don't pick these people. Don't yeah. pick Aaron Jones. It's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the headache. You want to avoid the big four. No Aaron Rodgers, no Aaron Jones, no Devontae Adams, and no Robert Tunyon. Just no on picking any of them. I would be interested in a startup in picking Jordan Love, and I would be interested in Amari Rodgers completely separate from the Aaron Rodgers situation because I think Amari Rodgers is a very good rookie and being undervalued. So that okay, I like I like Amari Amari Rogers. I was, thinking about, I was actually speaking of that. I was taking I was taking over Amon Ross St. Brown in a lot of leagues, and people were thinking and I'm crazy. So would I? Yeah, so would I. So I think that was just, that was an interesting caveat to compare to Amon Ross. I like Amari Rogers better as a player, personally. Yeah, so do I, and I think that that's um, that's something that uh, again AJ Dillon could also be a player you could hold on to as well. Like, sure, because. Just, because the high value handcuff, and we know Aaron Jones isn't there forever. He's a young player. I'm not saying go out and pursue him. I'm saying that's someone I would pick. In a but yeah, there's there's the big four people dependent on Aaron Rodgers' decision. Rodgers himself, Jones, Adams, and Tunyon. And I'm just not drafting those four players. Not anywhere near their current prices because their current prices assume that Rodgers is coming back. All right, I know we'll be talking about them all off season, and I think you put it so well in that. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, all the players the that we're going to go to our last team on this list. Cause it's already a long show. We are going to the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk cousins, starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, as vanilla as it gets, but he's been good. You can't yep. say anything really bad about him. I mean, you can, but like, it's I not like real, like for what his price is, for what he does. He's like a solid quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you want to add to that one? No, no, he's a low end quarterback too at this point in Super Any, Bowl. Any Kellen Mond being picked up, or is that just kind of just like a? No, I think it? they didn't have a backup. A third round pick is a backup. Yeah, so they didn't I have agree. A backup. I think that they're developing a backup, and Kirk Cousins' contract is up after 2022. So they're going to decide after 2022: Are they going to extend Cousins and just keep Mond as their backup, or 
would they give Mond a chance or would they draft someone else and have a competition between the new guy and Mond? So they're leaving their options open, but it's not Mond a bad plan is not for them. their intended starter. He's no, I don't, I don't think Mond will ever usurp Cousins. No, no, no. There's zero chance of that. Yeah, but I just like to bring him up because he was drafted this year. Modern draft capital had a little bit of hype behind him. If Cousin gets injured, though, he would play. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, so definitely, he definitely should be rostered. Yeah. Should be rostered, 100%, yes. Yeah, we know we know he's the backup, period. 100%. And he's great weapons. We'll talk about here in a second. So running backs, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and a rookie that I cannot pronounce his name. Kenny Nwangu. You're the best. Um, those are the three to really talk about. But Dalvin Cook's the guy. But he's yeah. not a guy I want to draft. So overpriced. I mean, I just saw Ryan McDowell tweet that he's like the RB2 in current Dynasty ADP. I'm so out. Oh, he is. No, he literally is RB2. Like, that's actually where it's at. Yeah. I, mean, I'm so, I would I'm, take Saquon over him. I'm so out. I would take JT over him. Oh, cool. Yeah. I would say, I, I, that's the order. It's like CMC, Kirk is JT. my RB6. RB6. Who's your five? Kamara. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. That's an injury risk with Cook. I mean, I think I've... I don't want either one of them really, Cook or Kamara, but that's beside the point because they're at their prices. But I have acres at four. That is that is something we don't agree on. Bold, well, bold, must make bold moves. If you don't, if you wait to make the bold move until later, then it's not a bold move. All right. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to the to the Rams. We'll someday. have to talk about that. Um, but he's gonna be great this year. This year he's gonna be great. Yeah, but team, I don't want to be the one left caught, you know, left. If you're a win now team, you have to keep him. Like you're in that you're in that window. Yeah. But if you're not, sell. Sell, 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 sell. It would be impossible for me. I just don't see the universe in which I ever had Dalvin Cook on my team. Like, how would I have acquired him? I never would have traded for him. I would have had to have drafted him like two years ago. That's the team I have him on. Is that draft from two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, and never traded him away. Yeah, but I'm just never gonna have Dalvin Cook, not at his price. So I'm not gonna have him. Sometimes I get like a Patreon team where someone I'm inheriting a team that has Dalvin Cook on it already, and I'm usually telling them to sell Cook immediately. Alexander Madison. No, he is what he is. No, no, no. Done yeah. with Madison. Yeah. Um, no, no Madison for me. And then the rookie sitting behind them. He's an interesting one. He is very um, explosive, but will he make the team? Yes, yes. Uh, he's the reason why I am out on Madison. He is probably on some waivers right now. Yeah, Nwangu. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, he shouldn't be, but... I'm sure I found him off waivers in a couple of leagues, but when I was like going through... Him up. If Cook suffers another injury, I think he's going to have an opportunity to compete with Madison for care. He's a little bit older, though, too. And I didn't realize he's, 12, he's 23 right now. Yeah, I'm so, not I mean, worried about that, though. It's a running I mean, back. I'm just, it's a running back. I agree. I'm just saying, I just like, oh, for a rookie, he's a little bit older. But yeah, um, nothing really crazy there. I'm probably not owning any of these besides the one of you, but like... Whatever. About it. Yeah. yeah. Wide receivers, quite the tale of two receivers we have right here. Yes. We have uh, the ascending, the great Justin Jefferson. Tyler's, I believe, wide receiver wide one receiver still one. Yeah. overall in Dynasty, which I completely don't hate on at all. Yeah. And then we have the Adam Thielen that's above the age curve, and he is on his way out on like the way and gets all his production by touchdowns. Still very good for a win-now team, but a guy you can't really trade, he just might die on your team. What's your opinions yeah. on these guys? There's not much to say besides that that's said, I think, but... No, not really. I mean, I have for this year, I mean, Justin Jefferson, Dynasty wide receiver one. I have Justin Jefferson for this year as wide receiver seven. 
and Adam Thielen at wide receiver 27. So you have a big difference between the two guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Adam Thielen is mostly dumb. I think that last a great game, story. There were a lot of touchdowns, though. There were yeah. a lot of touchdowns, and I just I don't see that happening again. And if the touchdowns are more even and the targets are kind of what they well, were. We're, we're going to see a bump up in targets to Jefferson. The yards year. bump and the yards are what they were. I mean, I think 7 and 27 is fair. All right. I mean, for Dynasty, I don't – Thielen's off my board. Yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson is a strong buy for me if I can get him as a wide receiver one. At any, any discount, I'll take him. any discount. Any discount, even a yeah. little bit. I'll take Jefferson onto my team. Thielen, there's just so many wide receivers. I'm just probably not voluntarily taking a 30 I, I will not. Goal. I will not be buying Thielen. I'm not picking up Thielen. I'm, I'm not drafting not Thielen. I'm not buying. I'm not drafting. So he's just probably not ending up. And he's going to be good, but he's not going to be anything I want. He's going to be okay. I, there's just guys around him I'd rather have almost every time I see him on the board. I'm just not like, I'm not excited anymore. I'm going to buy an old guy. I'd rather pay a little bit extra and get Julio. Yeah, if I'm going to get an elite guy. If I'm, yeah. I'm going to get Julio elite. potential to be much better than Thielen. Well, yeah, it's Julio Jones. That's right, big, but I, big, I'm, big not buying, I'm just not buying Thielen. Period. Yeah, and I, I don't want Julio on my team, so... No, but I'm not buying something. Thielen, period. Um, tight ends, Irv Smith. Wait, 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 wait. You skipped the most important. What did I skip? You skipped the subject of a new article. A new article. Oh, sorry. Now. What do yeah. we have, Tyler? Uh, Emir Smith-Marset. Okay, deeper guy. Rookie. Yeah, fifth-round receiver this year. Sleeper receiver on the Vikings. Since I think that Thielen is mostly washed um, or will be soon enough, Emir Smith-Marset, put him on your dynasty roster. Just trust me. I have a, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. All right. All right. Again, a lot of guys from the this team check your waivers for. So far, we have two of them coming out of this team. So but I, sure. I have a feeling about Amir Smith-Marset. Just, you know, just the feeling that he's going to be better than people think. Put in those waiver claims. A lot of good steal there in the fifth round. So, Irv Smith, tight end, getting a lot of hype. But from the team talks, he's not going to get a bump up and I'm, play. Yeah. And then we have, I guess, Tyler Conklin is the other I guy? I don't care about Tyler Conklin. I'm just saying like, he's the guy that would be taking snaps from him. I don't want to hear about Tyler Conklin. That's a lot of that's well, a lot of nothing. Irv Smith is such like, there's people all in, there's people like not in. Where do you fall in that range, Tyler? I mean, I'm in compared to his price because right now he's behind Mike Kosicki and Logan Thomas, and I have him ahead. Uh, Mike Kosicki is what he is. I'm tired of Mike Kosicki, and Logan Thomas is old. So I, I'm in on Irv Smith in that respect, but... I'm not like he's not a volume guy though either though so it's kind of hard to like yeah I'm not like he's super, even, even in tight end premium he's not going to get a bunch of targets he's like the big body touchdown guy which is again most tight ends but I'm fine with him it's like, not killing me if, if I miss out on Herb Smith I'm not like oh my god yeah, I'm not it's mad like, I'm all right like, I missed like, out oh. on Herb Smith yeah. oh well I think he has a chance to break out he's still very young very very young he's 22 Turns 23 in August, yeah. Correct. So August, August very, 9th, I believe. Very, very young. So, like, just turned 23. So, we know, like I said, we just see tight ends. They hit their stride that 25, 26 range is when they really hit their their big peak. So, we're, I mean, this might be a chance to, like, buy him earlier than what he could be. Or it's at price. I think that's kind of where we're at right now. So, yeah. uh, he's not a bad I, pickup. I like him. Yeah. Well, we end with some, like... We talked yeah. about some things we love, and we got some passionate about some players that we want to be better. We talked about J.K. Dommas and DeAndre Swift on the same show, and we both love them, and we want them to be good, but the situation is not the best. Tyler, any final closing thoughts? Yes. 
I really um, just want to thank everyone who's been listening. I want to thank everyone who's rated us, who's subscribed. Please keep doing that. Tell your friends. Uh, you know, if you see the post of our show on Twitter, share it, like it. You know, if, if you enjoy the show, tell people about it. That's how other people hear about the show. We want, you know, we want other, we want as many people to hear our advice as possible and to listen to the show. And, you know, we, we've gotten, I've pretty much only gotten good feedback about the show from the people who've listened and who've talked to me about it. And I just, um, you know, I, I want more people to get a chance to hear us. So any support uh, that anyone listening could offer would be great. And we appreciate the support that everyone has offered already. Yes, thank you all so much for listening. Please, as always, like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends, um, send it to your coworkers, put it in an email, whatever you, whatever you need send to do. Send it to your league mates. Yeah, tell, tell them about it. Mates. I don't yeah. care. I, I, it's fine. They, they need the, all the help they can get. I'm yeah, sure make it fair. Make it fair. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon.